there's too many people that are isolated in trying to do good work for God. They're all trying to figure out how to market Catholicism in a fresh way that actually engages people. So we tried it the first year, had tremendous success. It's exciting. I'm having fun. I'm meeting a lot of really great people. I have been to all of these shows over the last year, and by far this is my favorite. I want to emphasize the importance of what you're doing as lay apostles in the CMN. The Catholic Marketing Network has a service that the marketplace needs and the church needs. There's the distribution of a lot of Catholic religious items, but most of the people you talk to, they say, well, we really come for the networking. It's a great joy to be here. In fact, it was almost 10 years ago that I came to the Catholic Marketing Network for the first time. There was a friend and I putting out sacred music. St. Ignatius Press picked it up and they showcased us. and. Before you know it, we had sold 20,000 copies to people like you. And that sprung board a company that now has reach in about eight different countries. I found really good and you know very interesting because I like when people come from everywhere and we can learn a lot. We come to show something but they show us too, so that's, uh, that's amazing. This is always one of my favorite, favorite, favorite events. I always love coming here and being here because it's, uh, it's such a synergy to be around like-minded people with the same ideals, the same love for the church, so it's beautiful. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you this evening, and thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our show, as always, and our ministry. Know that you can always follow friend and like us at patchworkheart.org, and, of course, andysantis.com, because I am joined by my co-host uh, each and every time we do this show. And DeSantis, how are you, Ann? Great. Great to be here, Bill, as always. Yes, definitely. This is uh, so much fun. It's so great. Uh, And uh, today is one of those episodes where we don't have a guest with us, but that's just fine because uh, we have so much going on at our ministries. We got to do a ministry update uh, for all of our listeners and hopefully some of them will join us uh, 
I guess, gosh, next week at uh, Catholic Marketing Network, which is insane to say that's going to be next week. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe. I'm excited about it. Yeah, for certain, for certain. So maybe we'll start there. Um, you know, we, I know we had Kathy Gilmore on uh, not long ago. So, folks, if um, you missed that episode, uh, we encourage you to head back into the archives of our program uh, so that you can listen to that. Because Kathy, uh, in addition to being an amazing Catholic author and children's author. She is also the uh, lead person, the coordinator of Catholic Marketing Network. So we spent some time talking about uh, this wonderful event that's coming up in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, uh, from July 27th through the 29th. That's Tuesday through Thursday of next week. Uh, and I can't believe that that's, um, you know, it just, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, the time frame went pretty quickly when we decided to do this. I guess it was a couple months back, or maybe even before that. It was your idea and a great idea. And I'm also excited to travel out, out there to Chicago, as you know, Bill, and as most people know who know me, is that I'm from the Philadelphia area. So I haven't been out into the Chicago area for some time, so it'll be great to visit and Great to meet with all of our friends out there. Yeah, for certain. And, you know, that that's actually one of the things that I really love about this conference is that, number one, it moves uh, pretty much around three different locations around the country. Uh, I know it's actually out in Lancaster sometimes uh, at, by your neck of the woods, Anne, and then uh, they move to Dallas uh, quite a bit as well. Uh, down in the south, uh, s- south uh, central part of the country, and then oftentimes uh, it comes up to Chicago as well. So they kind of rotate it around uh, so that different ministries, you know, you know, that are close by can can uh, you know kind of build build that in person energy. But you know, this this year um, with the Catholic Marketing Network, uh, it, it, like so many things that were canceled last year because of the coronavirus pandemic uh, they moved it to virtual last year where i'm just excited to be with people again i think that's such a huge piece of uh, ministry is to actually be together with people i mean you know this technology is wonderful and we, i love doing these podcasts and radio shows uh but but meeting people and being out uh, and talking about all the amazing things we have going on at our ministries and all the dreams and hopes that we have for the future uh you know, and, and working with some amazing Catholic ministries is going to be so much fun. So uh, come out to Catholic Marketing Network. Uh, again, the website very simply is catholicmarketing.com. And if you uh, go over to their website, you can sign up uh, for register, you know, register for the for the conference uh, and and join us. We're booth number 342. Uh, so in the in the expo hall. So uh, please come on out. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. And I thought, Bill, maybe we can touch on the aspects of our ministries of what we will be offering. Um, I think first and foremost, why don't we start out with the book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, Hearts Burning Within Us. Let's talk about that before we unpack all the other things that we will have available there. Oh, sure. Um, so yeah, first of all, I think both of us are very, very excited about this book. Yes. Uh, you know, we're we're both co-authors on this book with uh, Jen, Jen Southerton and Maggie Riggins, uh, and that is um, so so awesome uh, to be able to offer this book uh, for college students. This what we did. I, you know, I mean, for for new listeners, I know we've talked about it before, but for new listeners or people that are tuning in for the very first time, uh, what we did with this book was we met with um, was it six college students, I believe six college students from uh, 
three different universities, Catholic universities, that had questions about their Catholic faith. And these were really uh, candid questions. They were not superficial. They were deep. They were meaningful. And what we did was we met with them weekly throughout the height of the pandemic. So every week we would meet with them over the summer of last year, and we talked with them about these questions. And we kind of went back and forth and we answered them, and then we and then we went back and said, okay, well, no, what other questions do you have? Do you like these responses? Uh, how, can we, how can we respond in a uh, you know, charitable way and in a truthful way uh, about the tenets of our Catholic faith? And at the end of this process, really a book came forth. I mean, it, I, I like to say it's a conversation that is, that is now put into book form. Because it really was that. It was a living conversation that we had with um, some wonderful college students and youth ministers and, co- and campus ministers to help um, all college students, when they go off to school, live their Catholic faith better. You know, So it actually could not be a more perfect timing for this book, too, because so many uh, college students right now are getting ready to pack up or, or, or co- in- incoming college freshmen, right, <laughs> are, are getting ready to pack up and go to school. Um, and, and so this is a great book, a great gift idea to give to them as they head off in, you know, in, their, um, in their journey, on their journey really encourage people to uh, very simply head over to our website, which is uh, patchworkheart.org. You can order your copy right there. Um, they're only $15. Uh, so head over to our website. Uh, you can click on the online store button and you will you will see uh, this, this item. It's called Hearts Burning Within Us. And uh, we'll get it shipped right out to you right away. Uh, and know within the next coming months here, hopefully by September, it'll be available on uh, Amazon, Kindle, and all that stuff. We're just holding it back a little bit right now uh, because we want to do the launch at, uh, <laughs> at Catholic Marketing Network. So uh, that's going to be super exciting. Of course, you can get a copy of the book um, you know, at Catholic Marketing Network too. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just... I, 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 I was so blessed to be a part of this um, process with you, Anne. I was so blessed to be a part of the process and uh, help it come to fruition. Uh, you know, and and you really did uh, make it come to fruition. After I mentioned it, uh, it kind of an, uh, you know, uh, in one of our phone conversations, I have this idea, and she's like, "Oh, I can make this happen right away." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting the way that it did happen, and it, and it was all God because when you said to me. You sent me the document of the hearts burning within us and that it was a project that you had started but for whatever reason because of different obstacles it, it wasn't able to be written or published and so this idea of gathering together a few people that i knew actually two um friends maggie riggins and now her name is jennifer oakley now she That's just right. got That's married right. jennifer <laughs> And, and also the college students that were able to participate last summer as we did the Zoom calls every week where we would ask them to give us the questions that they have, the questions of faith. And that's how we came up with the different questions that are pointed in the book for the, the college age. And, yeah. and so we worked it out where each of us took uh, an aspect of spirituality, like whether it be evangelization, spirituality, church teaching or morality and each of us had our own section that we worked on uh, but it was a collaborative effort in the end 
of course, even though each of us had those assignments, right? Yeah. We came up with the answer. So yeah, it was it was an incredible opportunity. And so do keep an eye, even if you aren't able to get to Catholic Marketing Network, uh, hearts burning within us. It's a perfect gift for that college student that's going in this fall and even one that's been in school. And for that matter, Bill, I think it's also a good gift even for college graduates too. It doesn't sure. necessarily have to be in college, but young adults, it's a perfect gift. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, the, the, you know, you know, the young adult age uh, and, you know, kind of venturing off on your own, I think that's really where we wanted to start with the book um, because, because so many high school students, and I, I was a high school minister for many years, 10 years of my life, I spent doing high school youth ministry. And one of the interesting things about doing high school youth ministry was that I knew that so many of these students were going to go off on their own, and they were going to still have questions. Like, you know, and I, as a high school youth minister, had to turn that over to whatever colleges that they were going to, the Newman Centers. I had to kind of resign and say, God, I hope they find the right people. Uh, and I pray that they find the right people uh, to help continue guiding them in their faith. But uh, I know that many uh, students decide to go to secular universities. They don't all go to a Catholic college. That, and and not all students have access to Newman Centers and things like that. So, it, you know, especially if they go away to a smaller school or whatever. And so, you know, how do you continue to practice and live your faith? Well, um, that that's really something I gave a lot of thought to over the course of, um, you know, my, my tenure in, in high school youth ministry and figured at one point I, I should write a book to give to these college, uh, you know, incoming college freshmen and, uh, you know, high school, graduating high school seniors. So that's really where the idea, uh, came up and it just sat inside of a Google doc for many, many years. Uh, but, I am uh, so blessed to be able to work with uh, you and, and, and Jennifer and Maggie. Uh, it was a blessed and beautiful project. And know that uh, it is available uh, from Karis Books, from Karis Publishing, uh, right through our website. So all you have to do is go to patchworkheart.org and order your copy. Uh, I will ship it out to you uh, immediately. Uh, so if you order you know, your copy uh, tonight or whatever, I'm happy to send it out to you right away uh, as we do have the copies available now. Uh, I, I mean, that's crazy to say that too. And you, you know, when you get that first shipment of books in the mail, uh, and I know you know that filling in because you just recently got your <laughs> your your book too. <laughs> you know, you get that first shipment, you're like, oh wow, I can't believe I'm holding this book in my hands. I just can't believe it. Uh, after all the you know hard work that it takes to to publish a book, and you finally hold that book, you're like, oh wow, this is awesome. So. Uh, so so exciting, and I know um, you, we you, we ought to give a little plug for your book too. That uh, because that you know love and care for the marginalized is is wonderful too. And I know I just saw the other day on uh, on uh, Facebook that it's now available on uh, Am on on Amazon, right? It's available now on Amazon. Yeah, it is available on, on Amazon. Awesome. All you need to do is just key it into the search engine. You can either key my name in and DeSantis or love and care for the marginalized and the book is through Harris publishing so i give bill the thanks for introducing me to them because i published this book through the same exact publisher of hearts burning within us and just in a nutshell 
It's 40 meditations for Catholic spiritual reflection outreach to the marginalized. And I'll just say that, you know, the marginalized are people that we all know. And sometimes we think of the homeless or people who don't have enough money or food, and they certainly are. But they're also people that are in our own families, extended families, our neighbors, people at church, people Mm -hmm. at work, people in our neighborhoods, people that are on our Zoom calls that might not say too much during a call. I mean, these are people that we all know. They might not necessarily be poor, but they're poor in spirit. And um, they might not have the confidence to get out of the rut. And then sometimes what happens is in our world, because a lot of people admire things like popularity, pleasure, power, and also, you know, people who are pretty witty, funny, people who have resources, money, people who are good looking, things like that. You know, a lot of us admire those things people who have a lot of friends, people who know how to say the right things at the right time, right? Mm. And there's some people that no matter how hard they try, they can't fit into any of those categories. And so they wind up becoming marginalized. Mm -hmm. And and they could be, you know, that kid that you knew in high school that didn't have a lot of friends or somebody that you work with that um, is being bullied by another employee. I mean, I hate to say it, but these are realities. Yeah, These are realities. And sometimes that bullying that goes on in workplaces simply yeah. happens because one person has some kind of an upper hand over another one, whether they're they're the subordinate or whether they, they, they have to work together and the one has a stronger personality, you know, that kind of thing. And then sometimes in our extended families, when there's a lot of, um, you know, what goes on is that, you know, just because somebody's a parent, it doesn't mean that it's a healthy family. And people can even have toxic parents, I hate to say it. And when you have toxic parents, sometimes you see that favoritism, you see that gossip between uh, the parents with the other kids, bullying of one one or two of the of the members of the family, yeah. you know? And, uh, and sometimes it's a person of faith. You know, you could be from a family where you're the only one who's celebrating your faith and nobody else does. And so there's not an honoring of the person that is honoring their faith and sort of a gossiping and leaving out of them in in many circumstances. So, you know, this is who my book is dedicated to. Yeah. It's not dedicated to the powerful, the rich, the, you know, not 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 to say that rich people, right? We, there are all kinds of people in this world that are wonderful and good people, whether they're rich or poor. Not necessarily what what I'm saying, but people who make money their god. You know, um, yeah. it, it's not for them. This book is not about um, people who, you know, they're already pretty comfortable and they have the support and the love that they deserve. The book is for the people who don't have it. Mm. And so whether you're on the giving or the receiving end, and somebody said to me, what does that mean? Who, who's, on the re- who's on the giving end of marginalization that doesn't seem possible? Well, it is. All of us participate in it. We don't realize that we're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't realize that we're doing it. You're exactly right. So I would say that once you realize that you're doing it and and simply we're we're on a lot of Zoom calls and sometimes, you know, you might have 10 people on a Zoom call and there's one or two people who are very predominant during those calls with their opinion and what we should do and everything. And and you got those quiet people that don't say too much. You know, that's who my book is for. My book is for them. You know, my book is for that one neighbor that isn't quite in the click. Mm-hmm. Or that one person in the extended family who's not really included in everything else. So, 
So yeah, I just ask you if you want to consider my book, um, whether it be for yourself or somebody else. Um, this is who my book is dedicated to. So thank you for asking about that, Bill. Oh, of course, yeah, and and know that I mean it's a phenomenal book, and it's forty reflections too. Uh, you know, really, really think about how to to unmarginalize people, to to draw unity, bring people together. Uh, you know, and, and and this is a important thing. So, uh, you know, it's often an aspect of the church that we don't focus on. So, and I, you know, commend you for taking, um, you know, an area of spirituality where we often don't, you know, have uh, a lot of focus and drawing and filling the gap. You know, we have to, we have to fill the gap where we see the gap. And so uh, I, I commend you for all the great work that you do uh, in filling the gap with this book. Uh, again, this is something that you can put next to your bedside uh, and do, you know, any time of the year. Um, of course, you know, 40 days, you know, you kind of think about Lent or whatever, but uh, it, it, it's a really wonderful way uh, to, to reflect on the marginalized and, and what you're doing to not marginalize other people. Uh, and 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 minister to yourself. I mean, it's a great book. Uh, so again, you know, head over to Anne's website, which is simply andasantas.com or karisbooks uh, uh, dot com. I think it is uh, that you can head over to and um, you know get a copy of that book as well. Uh, so of course, it'll be at Catholic Marketing Network too. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be featuring these you know two books prominently uh, as well, but. Um, I know there's a few other things that I wanted to mention uh, to people as well, and because, at least for my ministry, because uh, a couple of different show specials Please. that we're offering um, uh, for, for Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have two devotionals. Uh, we have devotionals for the Stations of the Cross called a, a, a Contemplative Stations of the Cross, and then we have um, a Advent devotional called a Contemplative Las Posadas. And uh, the Contemplative Las Posadas booklet is uh, super uh, super exciting because you know for parishes considering things for their you know their Advent season that's you know rapidly approaching. I mean I know I hate to say that December's coming up quickly here, but it is. So if uh, you know you're a parish or a um, whatever uh, you know gr- gr- small group uh, nursing homes, I know nursing homes have reached out to me uh, all over the world to use um, these different devotionals. Uh, so. So you, we are offering at the show 10% off. And if you mention, you know, if you send me an email or whatever uh, and say, hey, uh, you know, I heard this on the Sewing Hope podcast. I'm happy to give you uh, 10% off um, of an, any order of any size for Contemplative Las Posadas and also the uh, the Contemplative Stations of the Cross, which is more of a Lenten thing. But uh, both of them will be available at the trade show. Uh, Catholic Marketing Network, but uh, I know parishes and, you know, pastors and people are looking for resources to grow their, you know, spirituality, grow their congregation. So, uh, you know, just just take a look at that and uh, know that they're available on my website as well as in person at Catholic Marketing Network. Oh, that's great, Bill. Can't, can't wait. And um, I just want to give pe- the people that are listening to this podcast again, the, the correct website for Karis. It's actually karispublishing.com. Ah, Karis Publishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, please do, you know, for the people listening that are going to be in Chicago and are able to stop, 
remember what Bill said, there's going to be other resources there, wonderful books. And so we're going to be offering those at the, uh, at the conference. Now, as you all know, too, Bill and I have this podcast, Sowing Hope. There's another one called Young Catholics Respond. And then another uh, joint venture that we have with Fiat Ministry Network, which will also be, you know, advertising at the booth is the Journeys in Faith program. A lot of our listeners um, have also been there, too, because they're friends with Fiat Ministry Network. We thank them for producing this great show. Now, it's not going to be coming back until the fall. We are taking a summer break. And uh, our new format for the fall is going to be the show is on at Fridays at, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's going to be a shortened uh, program, though. We used to be the one hour but we found that it was just as effective to do a half hour show. So next, uh, starting in September, the show will be from 8.30 to 9 p.m. Eastern time every Friday night. Great guests are coming soon. People who are at the conference might even want to find out about somebody they know or themselves who might want to be a guest either on Sewing Hope or Journeys in Faith. Yeah, absolutely. Or Young Catholic yeah, for sure, certain. And the other cool, really cool thing is if you're going to the conference, uh, please reach out to us because uh, we will be doing interviews right there in our booth. Uh, we're very, very blessed to be able to do interviews uh, right in the booth and, uh, you know, have the technology and everything to be able to do that. So uh, we're, we can film episodes of, um, you know, any, any show, we can tape uh, episodes of Sewing Hope, we can tape uh, Young Catholics Respond, and, and I think we can probably even tape uh, some Journeys in Faith episodes because we have some video equipment to be able to do that and uh, some lighting and stuff like that. So uh, we'll, we, you know, if you are interested in, you know, being on our program, you have a ministry, you have a, uh, you know, a, a product, you know, an, let's say a new book, whatever it might be. Uh, reach out to us via email. Again, uh, our email here at Sewing Hope is simply sewinghope at patchworkheart.org. Both Ann and I get those emails when uh, you send an email to us uh, from from that. So then that way you can just reach out to us and say, hey, I'm going to be at the show. I would love it if uh, I could stop by and you know, schedule a time and do an interview uh, with you guys. Uh, and and that way, you know, we can we can we can have some fun. But we can, and, and, and also that builds some energy. People are looking at, oh man, what's that? You know, I mean, this person's talking with this person about this. And, you know, you can build up your own little, um, you know, uh, marketing for your product too. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people at this trade show, a lot of hungry people at this trade show, I think, uh, because people haven't uh, been out and been able to get to big uh, Catholic events and, and, and trade shows and conferences and retreats and things like that. So uh, there's going to be a lot of hungry people. Uh, and take advantage of it if you are, you know, a Catholic ministry or, you know, ha have a new book, product, CD, uh, book, whatever it might be, uh, we can guide you through the process because, uh, you know, this is something that Ann and I do, you know, pretty much <laughs> several times a week. Um, so, you know, whether we're hosting or, or being on radio shows, um, podcasts, we do this quite a bit. So uh, we're happy to guide you through the process and couldn't be more excited uh, to have you all um, join us in person at, at the booth. Please stop by. Please stop by. The, you know, if, if you're in Chicago, if you're anywhere close uh, to the Chicago area, uh, please think about coming to this event. Yeah, yeah. There's so much more that we could talk about, and uh, and it's going to be awesome. So, again, check it out. And even if you can't get there, 
you want to keep in touch with Bill and I through our websites, through our podcasts. Now, Bill's website is patchworkheart.org. The YouTube channel is Patchwork Heart Ministry. So be sure to friend, follow, and like Patchwork Heart Ministry. Uh, my website is andesantis.com. And my work, now everybody knows too, a lot of you know that I'm the director of the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. And the website there is nonatus.org. Maybe we can spend a few minutes talking about the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation because mm -hmm. we are going to be represented at this conference. And I will say I'm the director. I've been with, with St. Raymond Onatus Foundation since 2017. I came in and started in the fall of 2017 as uh, the administrative assistant because the foundation was founded in 2015, but they didn't have the leadership of a director until the first director was hired and she did a great job. She was with uh, the foundation from March of 2017 until when she left in, in the fall of that year. And when she left, the friars came to me being that I was a third order member and active within, you know, in the foundation in, in the third order, could I be the administrative assistant? And there was an event that was going to be happening that fall. And of course I said, sure, I'd be willing and more than willing to help out. Well, in January of 2018, that is when I became the director. And I won't, I won't pretend with any of you, there has been a lot to do over the last few years <laughs> because I'm pretty much the only quote employee. We have an eight person board and we have a beautiful board of wonderful people, including Bill. So grateful that Bill's yeah. on the board of directors for this wonderful foundation. And, you know, we started out our ministry when the friars, when I say friars, I mean the Mercedarian friars went to the world meeting of families in 2015 with Pope Francis came to the United States. They went into this one room where Rose Sweet, a national speaker, was talking about divorce. And she was talking about the fact that she was a divorced Catholic and an old Catholic. And at the time when she had gotten into divorce, there wasn't much resources, not many resources for Catholics mm. who had gotten divorced and who were on their own now, yeah. looking for some kind of support and some kind of help. So she decided that that's what she is what she wanted to do. That was going to be her mission. Now, of course, her mission has expanded since then because now she does uh, coaching as well, not just for divorced and separated or an old Catholics, but really for anybody. So in a nutshell, the friars went over to Rose and they said, you know what? We love what you're doing. We just started a foundation and we don't know what to focus on. And so with that said, they decided that this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to focus on divorced and separated. And so that is when in 2015, they started to have meetings. They started to think, how are we going to do this? But it wasn't really until the first director was hired. I give her credit. There's some things that she did that she started, but then when she left, they were kind of in a pinch. Mm -hmm. And so God kind of knocked on my door and said, you know what, now it's your turn. And so that's what I've tried to do because I do a lot, wear a lot of hats. I mean, I'm a wife, a mother, that's number one for me, being my Catholic faith, being a, a wife to Angelo over the last almost 32 years and a mother to two adults, two adult daughters. But other than everything else that I do, this is my number one, okay? I put that ahead of everything else that I do, including being an author, being a 55 plus model, actress, host, whatever. 
this is my profession. This is what my title is. And this is what I try to really push out in front first. Um, I have a lot of care for these, um, the friars and for the Mercedarians and also for the beautiful people that we're trying to help. And not only do we help people who are affected by divorce, but we also help people who are families who are in crisis. And I'm just going to quickly say, who are those people? So they could be people with um, relationship issues, people with addictions, all kinds of addictions, people with mental health crisis, mm -hmm. and anything to do with pro-life. So that's really what we focus on. And let me just quickly tell the audience here, what do we do? Because a lot of people say, well, that's great, but what do you actually do? What do you do to help people? So we call them four Ps. First one is prayer. So we have a whole religious order behind us located in the United States and also all over the world. So when you send us a prayer request, you know it's going to get prayed for. The next thing we offer are podcasts and events. And the podcast, including Sewing Hope, because we talk about the foundation all the time. And so you can check it out on the website. Next would be programs. They're live programs, they're virtual. And we also offer a one-hour free pastoral consultation with a Mercedarian friar. You can get as many as you need. You know, priests are very busy people. They don't have the time to sit down always for one whole hour and listening to what, what's going on in somebody's life because they're too busy keeping up with what's going on in the parish. But that's what we do. You can make as many appointments as you need for whatever those issues are. And we have Father Ken Breen, who is our spiritual moderator, who handles all of that. So we're very grateful to him for all the work that he does for the foundation. So when you come to visit us at the Catholic Marketing Network, you're going to learn about that. You're going to get to talk to me. You can make an appointment with, it, with our spiritual moderator for your free appointment. You can give us a prayer intention. And, and we'll just be there for you. So let us know. We're, we're like that field hospital. You know, people say, what do you guys do? You know, we're, we are part of that field hospital, which is what Pope Francis made that statement a few years back. Mm -hmm. And I think it couldn't be more true that it's so needed right now. So if in a nutshell, that's what we do. We offer pastoral accompaniment for families in crisis. And I want to thank Bill because Bill produces for us every single month our divorce podcast with the one that we just did with Rose Sweet and I, it's a 12 part series. Now we're going into another series. It's gonna be just me talking about what the foundation does over the next four months in podcasts, prayer, priest programs and podcasts. I'm gonna focus on one for each month. And Mickey Kelly, our president, as we do the Families in Crisis podcast. And Mickey and I, right for the next few months, we're gonna be talking about the cardinal virtues. Mm. So, Bill, thank you for producing those two podcasts every single month. First Tuesday, 8 p.m. for the Divorce Podcast, Catholics Affected by Divorce. And last Thursday, Families in Crisis with Mickey Cowley and Ann DeSantis. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, Ann, they're, they're wonderful podcasts. And again, you know, it, it's certainly an honor to be able to produce them and do them for you uh, and for the foundation. But um, the, there's, this is such important work. Again, like, like I said earlier about, about your book, this is important work because 
it's an often area that we don't focus on in the church. You know, you're exactly right. And Pope Francis was interviewed at the beginning of his papacy. He he used the term field hospital. And when you think about that, like, you know, I, I've been to Gettysburg uh, for an overnight camping trip with, with the Boy Scouts before. And uh, I've hiked all of that. And I think about a field hospital in the Civil War. Uh, and, you know, that you know, that's where my mind goes when, when uh, in ter- terms like that are used. You know, it's not some, um, you know, uh, you know, modern field hospital. Uh, this is, you know, a primitive field hospital with with, with lack of, you know, all medicine and things like that. So w- when w- when you look at that um, and you see the state of the church today, and there's a lot of things swirling around the church. We don't have to get into it um, here on today's podcast. But we need to have organizations, we need to have people that are dedicated to being in the field hospital, you know, working in the field hospital. And uh, the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation does exactly that. They, They work in the field hospital, helping people. I mean, there are so many wounded people out there. There are so many wounded people, people in crisis, and if we can have a focus on those people, you know, I mean, it also goes back to the Matthew Kelly book, uh, Four Signs of a Dynamic Catholic, right? Like, if you haven't read that book, I really encourage people to read it. Because um, when, you, when you read that, he challenges people. He says, if right now there are about 7% of the, of the church actively participating, working for the betterment of the church itself. He said, imagine if you increase that number by 1%, what that would do and how it would transform the entire church, right? Like it would transform the entire church if just 1% more people worked with the same diligence that the 7% were working on. And, um, we often don't think like that. We often don't have that mentality that once a person is brought into wholeness, you know, that's the other thing that I think the St. Mary the Foundation does is it seeks to build that personal wholeness through holiness, right? You, you're building that wholeness of the person and restoring what's hurting, you know, the brokenness, the hurt, all of that. You restore that. And then what happens? What happens from there? You end up uh, transforming that person's life in such a powerful way through the merits of Jesus Christ. It's not us. It's not St. Raymond and Adam's Foundation. It's not Bill Snyder. It's not Anna Sanis. It's Jesus Christ who does the work. You know, we just have to be the physician assistant, right? I, I, I use that term in my ministry a lot, that we're just divine physician assistants. Get them to the doctor who can heal them. Uh, and that one person is Jesus. So once that healing's brought through Jesus then all they want to do is share that news. I mean, you know, it's like it's like the, uh, you know, so many of the people that Jesus healed in, in the gospel immediately went out and told more people, right? He said, he told more people, man, look at this, I was healed, I was healed. He even told a few of them, I forget where it is in the gospel, but he told a few of them, don't tell anybody. What did they do? They went out and told everybody anyway. So, you know, this is what happens when lives are transformed and they're healed. You know, when, when you bring somebody into that field hospital and Jesus says, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to heal those broken wounds. 
And then, man, they become another disciple. They become another apostle. They become another divine physician assistant that goes out and and brings more people into the field hospital to be healed. And again, as Matthew Kelly said, if we can just increase that by 1%, it would it would drastically change the church. Imagine if you got 20%. Imagine if you got 30%. It would transform the entire world. Uh, but, you know, right now we've got about 7%. And, and this was several years ago, and this was like, um, I want to say, five or six years ago that he wrote this book. So I'm sure it's less now. But he was saying, you know, 7% of the people actively participating, actively working to build the kingdom of God through the Catholic Church and that's scary. You know, that's really scary that 93% yeah. are just out there wounded and, and have no idea what to do. Yeah, thank you for sharing on that. And and it's so true, Bill. And and I want to thank you because you're part of that whatever 4%. <laughs> yeah, right. and, uh, and like you said, Jesus is the one that's doing the work. Um, but I do want to address one thing that I think listeners might be curious about is, you know, what does it mean to be healed? Yeah. Because sometimes we think of when you watch TV and you might see some evangelist who can, you know, say that prayer and you feel better right, almost right away because you know God is with you or maybe some physical ailment has healed. But I mean, I think what I've learned being involved in this ministry and even in my own life is that healing is a process. So uh, and, and it can happen quickly. It can. It does happen once in a while that somebody does feel that healing and and God works pretty fast, but, uh, you know, the, the, the healing part of it is, I think, at least my understanding is also the fact that healing also means that we can accept what has happened in our own lives and even the bad things that have happened and still be able to move on trusting God and understanding that, yes, we live in a fallen world and that's not going to change anytime real soon. Yeah. But we can move on in trust and in hope and in faith. And we can also, as Bill said, we can pick up the pieces and help other people. And, you know, I, I just want to say something, Bill, that I think you and I have both experienced. And this is why I wrote Love and Care for the Marginalized, was that um, there was a time in my own life when I, I, I almost let life get me to a point where, not saying I was going to give up, I don't think I was to that point, but I was so hurt by letting other people, and that's really what it came down to. I was letting other people's behavior, actions, and the treatment of me and maybe other people get to me to a point where I was debilitated a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it really bothered me when I saw that people were, in quotes, getting away with certain things that I thought were wrong, whether it was with me or somebody else, if that makes any sense, okay? Yeah. So... What God spoke to me and I said, God, why did you allow me to go through that? And God's answer was, because you, I want you to be a spokesperson in some small way for people who quote, and I put this in quotes, who don't, don't have the love and the support that they deserve, right? And so that's what, what my God's message was to me in my prayer life. And you know what? That can be whoever's listening right now and thinking, you know what, this this happened to me, that happened to me. I am distraught. I don't know why God allowed this in my own life. What do I do? And, and so when you turn away from the things that most people give a big pat on the back for, money, pleasure, lots of friends, popularity, good looking, lots of support, you know, 
Yeah. They might be, you know, people who, who know how to say the right things at the right time and they never seem to ever be brought down, right? Hmm. Well, that's not who my book is for. My book is for the other people, okay? My book is for people who've been through, I'm going to say it, who've been through hell and they're still around. And they're not going to be, just, they're not going to let the life get them to that point of defeat, you know, you're here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Bill is here for a reason. And and people who take that attitude that they can hurt other people, marginalize other people, and really just alienate other people. You know, that's what it comes down to. Nobody should feel alienated in this world. And if somebody is partaking in, in alienating somebody, you need to step away from that. Because God doesn't call you to walk with the popular crowd. He calls you to go to the person who's by themselves, who needs a friend. That's what Jesus did. Yeah. And that's what we're called to do. And that's what this book is going to teach you to do. And that's what Patchwork Heart Ministry is all about. When Bill and I came together, it was a rare thing. Because you meet all kinds of people in, in ministry. You meet people who want to evangelize the theology of the body. You meet people who want to evangelize good marriages and good family life and, and all kinds of wonderful things that are all worth it. But when Bill and I came together, we said, this is how we agreed on this podcast, was that we wanted to sow hope into broken hearts. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not hearts that say, you know what? My life is great. Everything's great in my life right now podcast is for you too don't get me wrong i mean if your life is great we're happy for you <laughs> yeah, right. you know but but what i'm saying is is this podcast and our ministry is for people who scratch their head and say i don't know why god allowed this to happen mm. i don't get it yeah i just don't get it and we're here to say that whether you get it or not you are loved we're here for you and god has a mission for you because being a part of this field hospital is you know, you hear all kinds of things, even in the church, sometimes you hear about, you know, how you can be a more effective Catholic and how you can, you know, do this and do that. And, and it's all wonderful things, you know, but we can never, never forget that as long as they're suffering people, our jobs aren't done. Our jobs are not done mm -hmm. until we keep working for those people. Yeah. Right. You're never going to get over that rainbow while you're here unless you keep working for that. And that, that's really what Sewing Hope is all about. It's what the St. Raymond and Honest Foundation is all about. And it's what Bill and I and our ministries are all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, I, I want to be able to remind people, too, that what, what we do is not a program. Like, like I, I think oftentimes we can get wrapped up in the church with what's the latest program you know yeah like oh yeah there's this man is you there is another book there's that there, there's another thing there's this is the latest trend from from the catholic church scott Hahn, or this like we're not shooting for that like like you know obviously we we write books we we have radio programs we do these things because they're programs we you know we believe that they help people but but it's not about trending as you know on, on Twitter. This is the you know the you know the latest greatest program that's going to solve all of your problems. There, you know th th that doesn't work. 
let me just explain it to you. That doesn't work. You know, like if you're chasing a program and, and you go, well, you know what? This program is going to solve all my problems. This one's going to, you know, fix our parish. It's going to make us, you know, great. No, it's not. You know, so so we're not in the business of saying this program is going to solve all of your issues because it's not, you know, sowing hope or hearts burning within us or love and care for the marginalized. What they're, they're wonderful things. They bring us joy in our life. They bring us challenges. Um, uh, and they are important, but they're all not going They're They're not going to solve all of your problems. You know what I mean? Like, like, like just because you pick up, you know, a heart's burning within us and you read a few pages of it, it might help you. It might inspire you. It might, it might, um, you know, uplift you in your faith. That's wonderful. But if you think that that one book is going to, uh, transform your entire life and make it complete and whole and perfect, you are, you know, barking up the wrong tree, <laughs> right? So, so I would, I would seriously consider, you know, looking at ministry from this perspective and looking at your faith life from this perspective, that, that instead of from bouncing from one latest, greatest program to the next latest, greatest program, which can happen in any parish, in any, you know, person's life, we go, oh man, if we just had that one thing, it's going to solve all my problems. No, it's, it's the relationship that you have with Jesus that's going to sustain you throughout the ups and downs. That's what we're going for, right? That's what, that's what I try to do the best way and, and recognize that, that, you know, even the, I, the, the idea that I have for my next book and that I've already started working on it, I'm working on it. Like, even though that I, that I've got that in, in my mind and I'm working on it and I'm, and I'm thinking about it and I've written a few, you know, paragraphs, it, I know that even those words are not going to solve all of the, all of those readers' problems, you know? And so we have to keep that in perspective, I think, in our ministries and remind ourselves that, you know, just because we have, you know, this latest, greatest parish program, that it's, it's just not going to solve all the world's problems. And so, uh, we know that I, I think, you know, here Anne and I know that, uh, you know, very, very close to us because, um, that's just the, the kind of ministry we're in. But, um, I, I encourage you in your spiritual life to look at it that way as well. You know, don't bounce from program to program to program. Entrust yourself to the heart of Christ and allow him to be the one that brings you to wholeness and healing. Um, because, the you know the latest program the latest book uh, it it might make a difference it might be a tool it might be a step along the way but it's not it, but it's not a um it's not a panacea for all your problems yeah, well said well said bill and and i also want to make a statement i think you would agree with me is that bill and i writing these books is not about money at all and i i said this to bill before my wanting to sell my book has nothing to do with more, more than people opening up their eyes to helping other people. If I make any money, if any, uh, I don't care because God's going to provide for me either way, you know, 
and I know, I know Bill feels the same way as far as, you know, these books are available and, and yes, we're hoping to help people, but at the end of the day, we know that God's going to provide for us. And we know that somehow, some way God will, God will provide for us with our ministries and what we do. Yeah. And so it's really about teaching people, even hearts burning within us is the same way mm-hmm. where it's a teaching tool. It's a tool to help, to, to help others to have more faith. It's not about Bill and I making a few extra bucks here and there. Um, so, so just keep that in mind too. When you buy the book, it's just to help other people. Yes. And that, that's really why I wrote my book because I went through my own tough time and, and that was God's way of saying, what can you do? What can I do? To me, it's to say that, as I mean, I'm in my mid fifties now, so it's not like it's the beginning of my career, right? But I thought at least for the end, ending, the middle to ending of my life and my career, not to say I know I have a lot more life to, in me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is just to say that I want to spend the rest of my time. And if somebody says, what was most important to Anne in her life, other than my family and my faith, it's this, mm-hmm. helping people, teaching people to give people the love and support that they deserve. It's not about popular people. It's not about people who have a lot of power. It's not about big friend groups and all the pat on the backs that you get from society and from people that you know. It's not about being the most popular person in your church. It's not about, you know, the closeness that people can have even with their church community to a point where they forget about the new people that are there, if that makes any sense. You know, we always need to remember people who are suffering. And that's what my life is all about. That will be my final, what what I cared about most is helping to give people the love and support that they deserve. So I just want to thank you, Bill, because I know that God put you into my life and all of our lives for a reason yeah. when we started this podcast, because it was something a little different. Bill and I said, we don't want to evangelize the same way. We're not looking for results here. Okay. We're not looking to say we got all these people to be these perfect Catholics that are in the pews. That's not what we're looking to do. We're looking to evangelize, to let them know that we're there for them and that we're walking with them, as you say, during the commercial selling hope. Mm -hmm. It's not about results that Bill and I can check box and say, you know, we, we brought all these people into the church. Hey, Lord, look what we did. No, not about that at all. Bill, thanks for all you do. Oh, and thank you for all you do. And this is uh, going to be a wonderful uh, episode for people to reflect on, I think, and, um, and, and keep us in prayer, keep our ministry in prayer, uh, and know that um, you can come see us uh, if you're in the Chicago area next week. Uh, it, it's wild. Uh, but yes, uh, next week, uh, July 27th through the 29th, uh, you can come out to the Renaissance Hotel and Convention Center in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, sign up at catholicmarketing.com. That's very simple, catholicmarketing.com. It's the Catholic Marketing Network Momentum 21 trade show and conference. Uh, this is for anybody. Again, um, just real quickly, go back and listen to our full episode with Kathy Gilmore. Uh, she was the coordinator of the entire event um, and she has a wonderful ministry herself, but uh, go back and listen to that episode in our in our um, in our archives, so that you can hear uh, all the 
amazing things about the Catholic Marketing Network and what it brings to people. But know that it's for everybody and anybody. If you're a DRE, if you're a pastor, if you're a priest, whatever you are, uh, if you are a practicing Catholic, come out to this event, uh, whether for one day, two days, three days. Um, make it make it a, a part of your ministry because it's going to help grow your faith. They have daily masses. They have uh, inspiring uh, tracks. The Catholic Brain is going to be there doing an entire catechetical track for the different uh, for for the different people uh, who are in cate- you know catechetical ministries. So. Come on out again, uh, Ju- July 27th to 29th. That's next week. And uh, we hope that you uh, will come by booth 342 uh, because that, uh, and, you know, meet us and hang out with us for just a few minutes, even if it is. But, and thank you so much for hanging out with me here, as always, on the Sewing Hole podcast. And uh, no, we'll be back on Thursday as well. Yes, Bill. Sounds great. Thank you so much for all you do. And and to our listeners, God bless. Please stay in touch with us at our websites, of course, and all the social media at Patchwork Heart Ministry. And mine is, you know, andesantis.com and nonatis.org. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. And until next time, from all of us here, keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.